We live in a society where honor is a distant memory. Isn't that right? Batman. Welcome to issue 139 of Popcast, aka the Tomcast Popcast, coming to you from an, from from we're coming to you from the back of Agent Jimmy Woo's special car. I don't know why it's a special car. I just said special car. Thank you all for checking out the podcast. My name is Tom, uh, and and I thank you again for listening to a quality this quality independent pop culture podcast. Sorry, I'm tripping over my words already, but hey, that that's that's what you get with the Tomcast Popcast. We're making it up on the fly. No, I'm. Just kidding. We actually have a plan, believe it or not. Please make sure you follow us on social media. We are at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. Make sure you are liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all your friends, family, enemies, loved ones, your pets, your neighbor's pets, all that good stuff. Uh, we are on all the major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and now Pandora. What? How'd that happen? Anyways, if you're on Apple Podcasts, uh, if you could take the time, give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews, they would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, also, hey, there are people, wonderful, wonderful people, who enjoy this podcast enough that they feel uh, they feel like they want to they want to help support the show, and, and and those people are known as the official members of Pophead Nation. So they're Popheads. Well, welcome aboard. You can become a, a, a pophead over at patreon.com forward slash tomcastpopcast. You'll get access to super cool bonus content. And that can be that can be anything. Uh, it, it's always a little bit different. It's sometimes it's another podcast. Sometimes it's a blog. Sometimes it's a video special that I that I'll, I'll crank out there. For, but it's just for for the members at a certain tier. But we think anyone who a listens to the show and and. B uh, goes goes and gives us uh, the goes the extra mile to support us with a little little uh, hard earned cashola. Thank you to our current uh, thank you to our current patrons, our our current popheads, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the co-host of the Ringing Ear, a fantastic music podcast. I recommend that highly, highly, highly to anyone. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the evil circles, and uh, there may be some evil circle talk coming up on this show. Who knows? The Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, and our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing, right here in San Diego. They just had their fourth anniversary, and it was full of delicious, delicious beers that I, I took home. I, I have to admit, I didn't I didn't stay. I am socially awkward <laughs> during the pandemic, uh, but I was happy to swing by, pick up my beverages, and drink them at my house. They were delicious. All right. Remember, we are part of the 3B Zine network of podcasts. You can head over to 3bzine.com. You'll find tabs of all the shows on the network. That would include Beer Night in San Diego, this pop this pop culture podcast, the Tomcast Popcast, aka Popcast, and our Star Wars-centric, Mandalorian-focused podcast known as MandoVision. Uh, we also have a store MV page if you want to check out uh, sweet, sweet, sweet shirts and stickers and all kinds of other fun stuff. 
All right, so that, that that's that's the preamble. I've, I've babbled long enough. You you want to get into the episode? Let's get into the episode. We got we got uh, some news that we're going to talk about first and foremost. Uh, before we dive into to to the the meaty, juicy, caramel candy filled center, I don't know. <laughs> I started with meat and I ended up with candy filled center. It's a weird day. I don't know what all to tell y'all, but uh, but hey, it's gonna be a good show. It's gonna be a fun show. And if my brain keeps working the way it's working, it could be a very uh, entertaining in a strange way for you all. We'll see how that goes. Uh, joining me today for the show will be our very own super friend Roger Smith, aka Jedi Raj, and we are gonna get into it. Uh, all all the pop culture things that are popping off in the world and uh there there's quite a bit this week so we are going to talk a little bit news uh before we get into wandavision episode seven but i do think wanda episode seven will, will kind of be like that that candy filled center of the episode and and hopefully uh what's your favorite you know candy filled center of choice do you like that cherry stuff you know the nougat the nougat i don't know I I prefer nougat over cherry personally. I'm not much on uh, fruit being in my in being in my candy. Get out of my candy, please. All right, let's get into the show proper. Roger's gonna come on board, and we're gonna talk about some newsy news things. <laughs> but before we can get started, remember there are rules to this podcast, just like there are rules to a horror movie. You have to sit down. You have to hold on to your butts. Nope, that's not it. Sit, <laughs> buckle up. Hold on to your butts, and then buckle up again. Let's go. Get over here! Finish them! Kano wins, you fucking beauty. Hey, all right, joining us via Skype. The one, the only, the indiscernible, Roger Smith, aka <laughs> Jedi Raj. How's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good. Uh, as usual, just got off work, got my brew ready, and I'm all set for some more podcast. Yeah, you know, I it it, it it's um, I don't know, I, I, a little peek behind the behind the curtain here. I, I love the fact that you're you're able and willing willing and able to, to to crank this podcast out right after you finish a day hard at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh once i'm winding down the last hour i'm kind of like low on energy anyway so i'm just kind of like looking forward to something to get me back hyped up again for the rest of the evening so it's a good way to go about it well i i appreciate it because uh, uh as someone who is used to doing podcasts that run late into the night i enjoy <laughs> the early podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh roger uh, let, let's kind of we got we got a we got a full plate of, of, of things to talk about but we always have to okay. talk about the 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 um the the susan of of the of the show <laughs> the, the <laughs> you know the thing that brings it all together for us and that is sure. alcohol copious amounts of alcohol <laughs> what are you drinking today my friend uh you know today nothing special kind of went back to uh the old classic of the mongo from port brewing the old eight uh, percent fun time in a can <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it says, right? Fun time in a can, eight percent, somewhere on there in the fine print. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a beverage from our good friends at Pariah Brewing Company. I'm drinking uh, Colors, their new no. hazy IPA. It's very a nice, seven percent, and it's got all kinds of fun things going on. The I think they uh, brewed this one up with some American New Zealand, new Zealand hops. 
got a little cantaloupe dried mangoey flavor going on here. Uh, a little little, yeah. little OJ citrusy grapeness. Grapefruit no grapefruit Jesus. Passion fruit, that's the word I'm trying to think of. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is a quite nice. They released this one right around their anniversary weekend. Yeah. I, I had a question for you. Yes. You you went you were there for the anniversary party. The you know, they, they had a wonderful outdoor area set up, lots of spaciousness. Yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, adhering to COVID protocols. So you being there yes. was a, well within uh, acceptable tolerances. <laughs> yes, yes. But you had, you had uh, issued a challenge to yourself, and I was wondering if you would uh, uh, share how the how that went out because you had a drinking plan. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, yearly uh, at Pariah, as most of you know that listen to the show, I'm a huge Pariah fan, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm their uh, unofficial official uh, door greeter and uh, consumer of beverages. Um, and so every year since the first anniversary, I've uh, kind of done a little bit of a, of a gamut run, if you will. I uh, drink everything on their menu. <laughs> now, when, uh, when they first opened up, you know, that first year, I think maybe there was about eight to ten things on the menu. And I was, you know, four years younger than I am now. <laughs> so... I did, you know, throughout the entire day, I was able to drink eight pints of beer. And, you know, I was wrecked by the end of the night, but I did it. I did it, (laughs) and I did it well. Now, as the years went on, they slowly started adding more things to the menu. And I'm like... They do, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, man, if if I drink, like, 11 pints, I'm going to die. So... (laughs) So I basically started going down to tasters and then kind of just went through everything on the menu, taster format. And, uh, you know, it would come out like if there were 12 things on the menu at four ounces each, that's really only, uh, what, like three pints and uh, four, ta- uh, 12 tasters. So I don't do math. Yeah. So, so after that, it's just like, okay, that's, that's four pints worth. And then I can just drink kind of whatever at that point. But uh, this year, since, you know, COVID guidelines, we're not using glassware or anything. The best they could do for me is, uh, is half pours. So I'm like, oh man, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a a bit more of a challenge this year. But uh, over the course of about six to eight hours, I was able to consume everything on their menu at half pours. And uh, I was uh, luckily given a ride home by some friends after. So it all worked out very well. And uh, I had my, my fill that night, and I completed my yearly marathon of pariah beers. And, uh, and, and uh, uh, Brian, the, the sweet man that he is, uh, he mm-hmm. made you a pizza. <laughs> oh, yes, he did. Yeah, he, uh, he was taking some, uh, some requests for pizzas from the regulars there. Uh, just as kind of a thank you for patronage and uh, super appreciated because they came out delicious. If you ever get a chance to try one of his pizzas, if he starts doing that more in mass, highly recommend. Um, but yeah, no, it was definitely what I needed to keep going throughout the day. Kind of came in about halfway through the marathon. So I'm like, oh, good, more energy. I need something to soak it up, you know? Nice. Yes, <laughs> that's the key. Yeah, so it, uh, it worked out real well. Had a lot of fun there seeing people that. You know, I hadn't seen in a while due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, you included stopped by for a little bit to pick up some cans. That was awesome seeing you. Uh, yeah, you got to see uh, how outrageous the hairs become. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you were going full Wayne with it, but I love it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to convince people that I'm going Jack Burton, but no one's believed me so far. 
<laughs> yeah, but no, it was, it was a great time overall. I really enjoyed it. And uh, looking forward to things going back to normal to where that's not a weird thing anymore. Yeah, right. It's, uh, you know, and as everyone who listens to the show is well aware, I, I am not a smart man. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't understand why you can't use glassware. They clean the carpet out of that glassware. I mean, they, they blast it with like steaming hot steam. I mean, yeah. there's water yeah, there, and soap and steam involved. Of... Yeah, no, it was uh, like, it's always kind of been one of my issues is that, you know, if you know anything about breweries, you know, they're one of the most clean sanitary places. They clean the hell out of breweries, you yeah. know, that are well-maintained. Yeah, exactly. So I, that, that one's always struck me as odd. Um, yeah. you know, and plus, uh, again, the other rule out here in California, and I, I assume it, uh, in a lot of other states as well, uh, uh-huh. the, if you're going to a brewery, you have to buy food at the same time. Sure. So luckily, yeah. Pariah has a food truck outside too. You, so you got your pizza and you know, all the, all the other good stuff going on too. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, uh, some food if you need it. And, uh, you know, they got, they got everything they need to, to keep themselves running. So I'm really thankful about that and, uh, that things have been going well for them. Yes, definitely. All right, let, let's let's. Uh, oh, and, and real quick though, I mean, yes, happy anniversary to our good friends at Pariah. So uh, keep it up. You're giving, you're providing us with wonderful beer, and uh, you you kind of fuel this podcast in many ways. So thank you very much. <laughs> very much. I crushed a lot of that this weekend. So. <laughs> well, I'm enjoying colors, and I, I'll be honest. I was. Uh, I'll probably have a have a, a King Hayes before the show's done. So hey, Ooh, we'll very just, nice. We'll just keep the Pariah party going. <laughs> I like it. All right, let's get into the show proper, but we're going to kind of reverse the order because we, we do kind of have some new stuff. So let, let's do the news and stuff now and get it out of the way. And then we'll, 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 we'll get into the meat on the bone here, which will be WandaVision episode seven, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Ooh, Roger. <laughs> Uh-oh, people want to talk to me. That's rare. <laughs> That's taken care of. Anyways, continue. All righty. Well, it, it, one of the one of the main reasons to switch up the order this week is so that we can talk about uh, something that is near and dear to your heart, and I I say that uh, with violence in mind, <laughs> uh, and that would be the release of the long-awaited Mortal Kombat trailer coming oh, soon yes. to HBO Max. Uh, I believe it's uh, what April sixteenth. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this trailer, Raj. And I, I'm going to turn it over to you because I, I feel like uh, you are the Mortal Kombat combatant. So <laughs> take it away. Talk about that trailer, my man. Oh, man. Well, I mean, if you haven't seen the trailer, I would definitely recommend go checking it out as soon as you can. Um, honestly, the trailer, it looks pretty good. Like, I was impressed with the level of... Uh, quality that i saw in the trailer pretty much you know going into mortal kombat movie as someone who loves the original and loves the games there's kind of like an expectation i don't want to say like a lower bar but like you're not going into this to you know see something you know groundbreaking and you know amazing storytelling you're going into this to have a good time to eat some popcorn to watch some fatalities to just watch some like cheesy martial arts goodness And if they embrace the camp, the better, you know. So I got a lot of that from the trailer. Uh, You get a lot of, uh, you get to see a lot of the characters that are going to be in the movie. So uh, just from the trailer, I think we have confirmed uh, Sub-Zero. We got Scorpion, Jax, Sonya, uh, Liu Kang, Kung Lao. Uh, You get a glimpse of Goro in the trailer, which Mm -hmm. is cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
And there's a couple other that you kind of get hints at. You get Kano in there too. Yeah, I think I think um, Raiden's in there. Raiden and uh, there's a statue of Shao Kahn. And, and uh, uh, isn't there like a like a painting with like Baraka on the wall or something? I think so. Yeah, or like some yeah, kind of wall drawing. A painting of him. Yeah, and um, and why am I blanking on his name? Shang Tsung. Yeah, Shang Tsung. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so so we get a lot of the classics in the trailer. We get a lot of these good characters looking a little more updated, a little more different than we're used to seeing them. Uh, some of the designs I like a little more than others, but I think overall I don't hate any of them, which is a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going to be following in this new movie a guy named Cole Young, which is not a uh, an established character. He's I was going to ask you about that. Okay. Yeah, so he's we've never seen anything from this guy before. He's new just for the movie. So uh, one notable also uh, exclusion that you might have noticed is there's no Johnny Cage. I so, wondered about that. Yeah, so it's 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 a little weird because Johnny Cage is definitely like one of the original trifecta, you know, of of human heroes that we had in the first movie. I, I have a theory um, about that. Can I can I share? Yeah, no, go for it. I think at the end of the movie, that character becomes Johnny Cage. You know, it, it is possible, and I have uh, have uh, heard a little bit of that theory before. Oh, okay. <laughs> People are like, uh, oh, you know, he he's a cage fighter, you know, like... <laughs> yeah, he's... Definitely... These loose theories, but, you know, I'll, I'll give it some, some heat. Yeah, if he, if, he, if he makes it to the end of the movie in one piece, uh, he decides he has to go, uh, uh, you know, WWE and, and, and embrace his bit, and... <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, get the, get the title. You know, come up with the, his, his ring persona, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I would be down with it. Um, I would love to see Johnny Cage in any form, as always. Um, but yeah, no, honestly, I'm just I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the movie. You know, you get uh, a few glimpses of some of the actual combat in the movie. Oh, the violence and is it, off the charts. Yeah, it looks pretty good. It's. It's gratuitous, but it's not. It's it's over the top in the right kind of way. I'll say, you know, it's it's over the top as you would expect uh, Mortal Kombat to be. But right. if you know anything about like Mortal Kombat Eleven, you know that the violence and the gore gets pretty insane. So this looks actually kind of tame compared to the game, which is kind of funny. But uh, definitely, it's looking good. You get to see some of the fights. You get to see some of the just action pieces and cool uh, effects that they have in the fights so well i mean definitely the the the, the, the trailer opens with sub-zero freezing and breaking jax's arms off i mean <laughs> yeah yeah so he he gets a new origin story for losing his arms i think now everybody has uh, been involved in one way or another in that origin story of jax <laughs> losing his arms <laughs> why not yeah so i think everyone's had their go at breaking those arms but uh instead of you killed kenny it's a uh, you broke off jax's arms <laughs> <laughs> essentially yeah so it's it's looking pretty good uh definitely the fight that you get a brief uh, glimpse of sub-zero versus scorpion that's the and, fight you know, that, that is the fight that brings everyone to the yard though that's i mean yeah they showed so much of that fight that you that if you weren't pumped up for that movie uh <laughs> I, I i don't know what you were watching especially the part where 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 sub-zero like freezes scorpion's blood and then stabs him with it yeah, that was great. And then tosses them into the ice. <laughs> and then you get the, yeah, and then you get Scorpion with the with the the what do you call that? Like his uh, his grappling spear thing. Yeah, just kind of his a uh, spear hook thing, and then you just you know you get the iconic get over here line, which was great. Um, yeah, no, I mean honestly, I'm super hyped for it. I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, 
I might have to go back and watch the original again just to, you know, hype it up a little more. Well, we're going to we're going to talk about someone associated with the original in in a moment here. Um, oh, okay. But but let's that, I I agree with you. I think the trailer looks really good. I was I was surprised by the sort of um the the, the sort of serious tone of it. Uh, you know, like yeah. I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh shit, they are they aren't fucking around here. This is a uh, this is like <laughs> if Mortal Kombat were real." And I was like, "Whoa, I'm not prepared yeah. for that." <laughs> It's it's like oh it's like you know the only thing missing is if uh, Christopher Nolan directed it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, no, it's it's looking pretty gritty. But uh, you know, I I hope it's it's self aware. I hope it doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm thinking it's just going to be a lot of good fan service. And out of Mortal Kombat, that's kind of all I want. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, yeah, and I, I I I do agree with you. And and uh, uh, you have to respect the incor- the incorporation of the original Mortal Kombat theme music. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just a little beats here and there, but I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I dug it too. I dug it too. All right. So <laughs> we have that to look forward to. That's coming out, uh, uh April 16th, uh, HBO oh, yeah. max in, in, I guess, uh, limited theater engagements, depending on where you live in the country. Yep. So exciting times. Yes. Let's, let's, let's talk about something that's coming to HBO max a little bit sooner. Uh-huh. And that would be the, this, the, the, a new, new trailer. Uh, from Zack Snyder's Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yes. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what else I really have to say about these these trailers that keep getting released. I, I, I'm already on board. I think you're already on board. Yeah, for sure. We, we want to see what's going to happen here. I, I think we're cautiously <laughs> optimistic that the movie will be improved. Yeah. But I, I think both of us are aware that that may not mean it's good. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we definitely want to yeah. see the product. Yeah, what is? I, I guess the biggest thing I have to ask you is is the very end of the trailer, or, or and let me know if there's moments from it that that leaped out to you. But I mean, like we have to talk about Jared Leto at the very end. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like trying to remember how the how the trailer ended, but yeah, no, that was the 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 particular ending that uh that really put the icing on the cake, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of other neat scenes, and, and some of it's kind of just expanded stuff that we've seen from some of the earlier trailers. Uh, but uh-huh. you, you do get to see uh, Granny Goodness and and Desaad, and so like more of the new God characters, more you know more people yeah. from Apocalypse, which is exciting. Um, mm-hmm. What else do you see? A lot a lot of uh, Superman in, in his black costume, you know, yeah. Henry Cavill just rocking the laser eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's always fun to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him in the role without. Uh, on digital CG mustache. <laughs> there is there there is a lot of new footage in this trailer that that really makes me think that like this is going to be an entirely new movie. I mean, he's he's not just reworking reworking and re-editing. I mean, the stuff in this trailer yeah. is just like I wh- where does that fit into this? Like where is that going to be at? Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what I noticed too. Um you know, for me, I feel like as long as they just retooled the whole like second half of the movie, it'd be fine. I, I think for like the first half of even the original cut, minus just some qualms here and there, and like just kind of a weird story overall. Like the the action scenes were decent, and uh, you know, none of the characterizations felt super off. I guess they might have been a little over the top. Uh, that might have been uh, just that wanting to make it more Marvel funny, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I just didn't think it hit like they wanted it to. Um, but yeah, if they retooled that whole ending and just made it a lot more poignant and meaningful, I think it could be decent. You know, like, like you said, we're not looking to make this, you know, a, 
Oscar-winning movie here, but if this is, you know, just a more cohesive vision than what we got, it could be at least a fun popcorn movie. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I I, I want to see a, a, a good Justice League movie. You know, I... I um... You know, again, I'm not convinced that we're going to get a great movie out of this out of the Snyder Cut. No, probably. But not. <laughs> but a solid movie would be worth it. I I, I would enjoy sure. a solid picture. Like I can't watch Justice League. I find it to be um, every subsequent. I think I've watched it three or four times, and every viewing, uh, my enjoyment level went down uh, a lot. <laughs> and the last time I tried yeah. to watch it, I mean, I was just like, I I can't stand this. I've tried so hard to like this movie, and it, it just doesn't work for me on, on a couple different levels. Uh, sure. The biggest complaint being it's just super disjointed, like you said, between uh-huh. uh, Whedon trying to infuse some Marvelism into it and uh-huh. then you know, Snyder's tone. Uh, they just don't match up. No, not at all. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm optimistic. I look forward to watching it, even though it's going to be four hours. And I'm like, we're, we, you know, when do I have four hours to sit down and watch TV? <laughs> yeah so how's that gonna work because i mean they're gonna do the whole episodic thing right so is it just gonna be i think they, i think they're gonna do it both ways now i thought the last report i had read was you could watch it as as you know like like four hour increments or you can just watch the whole thing oh wow okay interesting but i might be mistaken about that so don't yell at me <laughs> yeah no, i mean i I'd, I'd be down to watch it i'll just take a, a saturday morning and just you know, veg out in front of the TV for it, but um, apparently I'm going to take a day off of work or something. I don't know how I'm going to sit there and watch this thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll we'll find a way. I'm going to have to have like a halftime show, I'll do like an intermission, so I can like go stretch and you know go to the bathroom and do that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you have to do it old school driving style. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're looking forward to that. But uh, uh, if you know, check that trailer out. It, it's it's weird and interesting. Yeah, for sure. Especially yeah, especially Jerry Leto's Joker popping up in the end. Yeah, I mean he does look interesting. He he looks a lot better than he did, you know, in Suicide Squad. That's for sure. But um, hey, you know, we, I, I'm on the record. I didn't hate Leto's Joker in the Suicide Squad as much as everybody else did. Yeah, I I just didn't like his look. I thought his character was okay. Like mm-hmm. I I didn't care at all. Um, like I, I was just uh, apathetic towards the character overall. Like. I was just like, okay, it's 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 Joker, but I just thought the look was kind of dumb. But yeah, I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I think I would agree with that. Like, I guess I just didn't care. I'm I'm used to there being multiple iterations of the Joker, and this is just another one. Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely not the not the worst version of multiple Jokers that you've uh, encountered recently. <laughs> fair, fair point. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, he looked great. I, I like the kind of more serious future take on it. Uh, again, another future vision from you know Batman, and uh, we get the the Mimi quote, the the we live in a society quote. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which was kind of funny. I was like, wow, they really went there. <laughs> they went with the stupid meme quote. It but, was, uh, it, was it made me laugh. I, I liked nod. it. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun nod. I'm like, oh, that's funny. I but, I, I um, like uh, Zack Snyder, Snyder being able to kind of like poke at people a little bit. It, it gives me a chuckle. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think at this point, after all this, that you know, he's got to do his cut. He's kind of earned it. He he can put whatever he wants in there now. We're 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 already here. We're gonna watch it. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I'm actually gonna like dovetail this. There was a a, a little bit of news, um, about Justice League that that came out today that I wanted to share. I was gonna do it separately, but since we're talking about Justice League, we might as well just lump it together. Uh, okay. But it it recently came out that that Warner Brothers initially planned to release the Snyder cut. Uh, unfinished, no special effects, you know, oh, wow. 
so you know you for you know whatever the original length that Snyder had because I, I guess he had his completed version on his computer after he left the project, but again, huh. no effects, no no VR, no music, any of that stuff. So huh. Warner's was like, hey, why don't we put this out there? The the, the fans want this. We'll just put this out there. Uh, yeah. and, and you know Snyder's like, wait a second, you're gonna put out a Justice League movie with no special effects. It's just gonna be like Batman Superman in front of a green screen for three hours. <laughs> you know, it's gonna, be, yeah. it's, it's gonna be ridiculous. And and if uh, Snyder said no, he said no, do not, no, we are not gonna release that version of the movie. Yeah. And I, I guess his initial refusal is one of the things, along with all the internet uh, hullabaloo, that yeah. that helped kind of get this 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 super finalized, super finished version of, of the Snyder cut made and and you know, getting released in a month or less than a month now. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I did not hear about that before. So that's kind of cool to hear that there was something on the lines of that, but no, I, I can tell you putting out a, uh, no special effects version of a movie is not fun to watch after having watched, uh, what was it? Wolverine origins leaked before it actually came <laughs> out. Oh man, that was terrible. I mean, the movie sucked, but without special effects, it was even worse. Yeah, you know, it, it, well, it's funny because like you, a lot of times back in the day when when you bought DVDs and Blu-rays that had bonus features and stuff on there, you know, sometimes yeah. you, you would get like a scene or, or a deleted scene that wasn't finished or whatever, um, uh-huh. and and so you you'd see what that looked like. Uh, and yeah. yeah, I wouldn't want to watch a movie that was like that for you know three and a half three hours or whatever the, the whatever the original duration was that he had planned. Yeah, just an insert fight scene here kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like just like watching a test screening. And I mean, I've I've been fortunate in that the, the the handful of times that I've gone to test screenings, they've been pretty far along in the production. Where only a handful of times you'd get that like you know insert sandstorm or you know whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I couldn't imagine a movie like uh, you know again watching something for three hours though something that as as uh, special effects intense as Justice League will be. Yeah. So kind of gnarly. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting, but uh, I think we're definitely getting a, a much better version. So, uh, and apparently, uh, apparently, this all comes out uh, in a a, um, a Vanity Fair article. So, if people want to read that, I head over to vanityfair.com and and uh, there, apparently, there's a lot of details about how the Snyder Cut kind of came to be. As, yeah. as as you know, DC now begins its massive marketing push for the film. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine. And another interesting little nugget that came out. Uh, in in this Vanity Fair article, and this is one of those this is one of those things I'm going to share this with everyone, and and this is what I'm going to say is one of the reasons why I'm like you know <laughs> this Snyder cut could still be an unmitigated disaster because of thought trains of thought like this. Okay. And that would be uh, Zack Snyder had originally planned for Bruce Wayne to fall in love with Lois Lane. Huh. Interesting. And DC was like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it was one of the few times he got some pushback from, from uh, uh, the, the, the executives on, on something that he was going to do. Hmm. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Um, yeah. I mean, we kind of got some of that in the old animated series crossovers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember those. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, and th- there was kind of like this... Uh, weird thing going on where you know bruce was kind of talking to lois but kind of more with the intention of getting uh the truth on superman or whatever but um i mean i i could i can kind of see where it would go but i don't know i mean the movie already 
I mean, from what we've seen, it, it would have just added so much extra bloat that nobody cares about, you know? Well, according to Snyder, what what his intention was is he wanted he wanted Bruce and Lois to like have this kind of like relationship, and then Bruce ha- comes to the realization that in order to save the Earth and 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 to you know stop Darkseid and, and 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 Apocalypse from coming to Earth, he has to resurrect oh. Superman, and so he has to make the choice to sacrifice his personal happiness. <laughs> uh. And I just was like, you know, that's the sort of melodrama I don't think we need. Yeah, yeah, it just, I don't know, it, it's not a good characteristic for Batman, I guess. Yeah, right, and, I mean, come on, does Batman really want Superman's sloppy seconds? I don't think so. <laughs> that is very true. Is that inappropriate? If it is, I apologize. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know, is it? Is it a bad term? <laughs> uh, Raj, a couple, more, a couple more trailers, I don't want to spend too much time on them, but they were, I found them interesting and amusing, so I have to bring them up. Uh, sure. That Cruella trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of someone who should be fighting the Batman, my God, like, is she the Joker or what? Yeah, it kind of looks like it, right? I I was I I I'm watching this trailer and I, I'm I'm struck by by the the sheer comic book villain of it all, and yeah, the the fact that I can't stop thinking about Disney is making a movie about a character who tried to kill 101 dogs. Yeah, <laughs> like what is happening? <laughs> what world do I live in right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of trying to figure out where the idea for this movie came. I mean, obviously they're trying to just go along the Maleficent lines, but sure. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I I have no feelings at all towards this. I mean, I saw the trailer and I'm just like trying to think who who asked for this. You know, like <laughs> where where's this coming from? Like who wanted to see Cruella DeVille um, as a, you know, I guess as a protagonist, maybe as an anti-hero kind of character. I don't know. I mean, we know her future, so it's not great. So. Right. And, and I, that's the thing I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around too. Is like, it's like, they're either asking us to sympathize or, or, you know, have a better understanding of why this character would want to eventually kill 101 puppies. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like the Joker where it's like, <laughs> You know, okay, you know, he, he's definitely, like, you know, doing some evil shit, but in that movie, it was kind of like, you know, he's coming from the background of having mental issues and all this shit. But this is like, no, this person straight up wanted to kill 101 puppies. <laughs> it's, like, can it's you think so... of a more evil thing to do than it's, to kill yeah. a bunch of puppies? <laughs> it's like, like, what are they expecting us to have happen? We watch the movie and we're like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> Right? I'm just like, I don't know what they're trying to do with this movie. Because, I mean, at least with Maleficent, you're like, okay, you're trying to understand, uh, I guess, like, why she does, she did what she did in the in the movies and all, all this crap. So you're just trying to, like, understand the character better. And, you know, they kind of paint it in a different light. But this is kind of black and white, you know? This is kind of like... <laughs> like her hair. Out... It's black and white. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, it's just like, if you're out there killing puppies... You're not you're not a good person. I'm sorry. There's <laughs> not, not a lot you can do to redeem that. Yeah, so. I, I don't under, understand. And I say I see that as I I very much like uh, Emma Stone. And yeah, I'm, I'm just, she looks like she's having fun playing the role. I just <laughs> I'm just having a hard time wrapping my head around it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what their idea was with this. I mean. I don't know that I'm ever going to see it. Uh, I'll, I'll wait for uh, recaps of the story, I suppose. But uh, uh, Well, I, I mean, I just kept waiting for Batman to swing in and punch her in the face or something. I was like, <laughs> this is like, she was so comic book villain. I was just like, what is, what is this movie? 
Yeah, she's like a, a amalgamation of Joker and Harley Quinn and one it, character. It really, really was. That that was exactly what I thought watching the trailers. I was like, oh, they're taking a little Joker, a little Harley, and we're just going to smash it up and put it into a Disney character. <laughs> so strange. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but uh, well, I guess we'll wait and see. Yeah, suppose she becomes a puppy killer. Supposedly, it's coming out in theaters. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Good luck, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and the last thing I wanted to, wanted to bring up with you is I just discovered this trailer uh, uh, like today, uh, and I think oh, it, really? it just popped up. And I know it's been out for like four or five months now. The, the the trailer for the movie we're about to talk about, but I think it just popped yeah. up in my in my feed because I had been watching the Mortal Kombat trailer a few times. Uh, and that yeah. is a movie called Monster Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Mia Jovovich. Yep. And directed by Paul Anderson, who directed the first Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, yeah. Circle of Arguably Life, Raj. His, his best movie. Circle of Life. <laughs> he does like his uh, his uh, video game franchises, it seems. But oh, uh, Paul I worry that Paul, if not for the right reasons. Paul Anderson's best movie, by the way, is Event Horizon. I will, I will accept no other answers. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, I'll give you that. Because but, uh, the, the gateway to hell on a spaceship—that's that's, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> Plus Sam Neill. I mean, all come right. on. Yeah, well, that's true. But that's his second true. best I, movie I, I is arguably Mortal Kombat. <laughs> we'll say it's his best video game movie. Yes, I would. I would put my stamp of approval on that one for sure. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. this this so, movie uh, looks batshit crazy, but uh, I'm kind of in because I like monsters. So. Yeah, well, it's already out, apparently. I just don't know when it's coming to, you know, VOD. Or if it is. I don't know. I don't know, because the, uh, the trailers that I watched um, said, like, in theaters only. And I was like, in theaters only where? Yeah. Yeah, I think my brother said he saw it at the drive-in a few weeks back. Okay. But, I, yeah, he said he had fun with it. Like, him not having any, uh, you know, prior knowledge of the video game franchise... He said it was all right. He said it was a good popcorn movie, you know? Hey, man, if you want to see Tony Jaa with a giant effing sword, this is the movie you've been waiting for. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, me me as a huge Tony Jaa fan, uh, I definitely got to go see that one, so... Yeah, and, like, his sword is, is like, you know, Final Fantasy VII-style large. <laughs> I mean, it's out of control. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you know anything about the Monster Hunter games, their, their big selling point is the giant-ass anime kind of weapons mm -hmm. and they're just they're pretty fun i recently got into monster hunter i would say probably within the last five to six years so my friends and i we kind of like would get online and play that stuff together they had always been huge fans of the game like when it was on psp and stuff but i kind of got more into it uh later on when it was on the playstation uh ps4 but um but yeah no it's really fun game to just kind of like get together with your friends and just beat the hell out of dinosaurs, you know? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. It's a good good time. <laughs> yeah, when, when I, I, I was intrigued by, by the trailer that I watched, and then when I, when I realized it was directed by Paul Anderson, I was like, oh, well, let's just talk about this real quick while, because uh, since we're talking about Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah. Plus, Fine, you know, man. anyone out there who likes monsters, we found a movie for you. There you go. If you if you like monsters and or hunting them, this is a movie for you. Or Mia Jovovich hunting and killing things. She's very good at it. She does it in a lot of her movies. Yeah, yeah. She's she is the action hero, the the unsung action hero. <laughs> very very true. All right, so so we got two bits of news. Uh, they're both Marvel centric, which will lead wonderfully right into our Wandavision talk for the week. Cool. Uh, uh, and that is. Uh, 
today it has been confirmed. I, I want I want everyone to breathe a deep sigh of relief. It has been confirmed by the man himself. Bruce Campbell right. is in London filming his cameo for Doctor Strange 2. <laughs> Very nice. The tradition continues of, of, Sam, of, of uh, Sam Raimi including Bruce Campbell in his movies. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. So that's a sweet uh, sigh of relief for all of us. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we knew it had to happen. If we're getting all these other characters and it's Sam Raimi, you have to, right? You have to put Bruce in there. Yeah, and since it's a multiverse movie, like I really would love it if it was something just kind of bananas, bonkers, crazy. He's got to be the multiverse version of Mysterio. I think that would really make it perfect. Ooh, I like that, Raj. Yeah, just, just to do some old callbacks to some old Sam Raimi ideas, we got to make Bruce into multiverse Mysterio. All right, and this next bit of news, again, this dovetails nicely into our, our WandaVision talk. And uh, that yeah. is that is the, the the sort of confirmation that Captain Marvel two will highlight the tension between uh, uh, between Carol Danvers and Monica Rambeau, which we are getting hints of in the One Division series. Yeah. And now that uh, now that Monica has some superpowers, uh, that could be an interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's honestly something uh, that I've been kind of waiting to see that's been kind of been put on the back burner here and there the ideas have been lit and we're just seeing the embers rise so i'm kind of excited to see what they're going to do with that yeah this this show wandavision uh, as, as we officially transition into our wandavision discussion uh, <laughs> which uh, you know roger i think do, uh, do we do it do, do we do i guess we need to do it right we need to sound the red alert yes take us to red alert <laughs> I would, except my uh, my soundboard is not working. So, <laughs> oh damn it! All right, well then, just take us to a, a cool orange, I guess. All right, anyway. <laughs> there we go. Red alert, engaged. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, yes, red alert. The spoilers are coming. If you don't want to know, now is the time to pause the podcast. All right, thank you, USS Enterprise, for your sweet, sweet, sweet red alert signals. <laughs> Good job, computer. Yeah, finally took a jeez, jeez, Louise. I hate it when I get the spinning, ball, you know, beach ball. That really <laughs> sucks. It always makes me nervous that the that the this entire house of cards that the podcast is built on will crumble to the ground forever. <laughs> the AI rebellion begins. Yeah. So uh, uh, you know, a lot's happened in in, in Wandavision in, in the in the grand scheme of things, but uh, the uh, like like you were saying, uh, the show overall has has really kind of laid the groundwork for the new phase that we're getting ready to enter here uh, for the yeah. cinematic universe, which mm-hmm. I guess it's all really one thing now like, is, is calling it the Marvel cinematic universe even accurate anymore, you know, because like these, these shows are a big deal. Yeah. So I don't even know if MCU is, is the correct terminology terminology anymore, unless you're just going to consider the shows basically, uh, you know, movies, which I'm okay with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this term, uh, I mean, at this point, I think the terms are just kind of uh, just, you know, semantics. But um, I, I I mean, you could have if you could think of a better name, I'd be all for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so so this episode, episode seven, uh, 
what did you think of the setting for this week? This sort of like a you know early two thousands, uh, you know, confessional sitcom kind of thing, like the Modern Family thing. It was a little, little. There's a little bit of like even The Office in it for yeah, you know, yeah. I was pulling a lot pieces. from The Office, especially like the the intro theme kind of gave me The Office mm-hmm. vibes. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, there and was there, a lot of that. There also seemed to be a couple moments where where um, where Wanda seemed to sort of channel Michael Scott with some of her responses. Yeah, yeah, just the looks and the responses, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sort of like the, like the awkward expressions that she would sometimes utter. I was like, that, that was very Michael Scott. But <laughs> I, I think for most of the episode, that was very much, you know, a Modern Family sort of tribute because she seemed sure. to kind of channel, uh, the I think it's Julie Bowen's character from that show. And, uh-huh. and uh, I don't know, it was it was interesting to see it get to a, a you know, not no pun intended, but a more modern style of sitcom you know something we're, we're very familiar with because it's not been that long sure yeah uh i don't know it, it was strange <laughs> parts of this episode <laughs> yeah, were strange i couldn't i couldn't help but think of you know so now we have like seven well six different different eras of television sitcoms have kind of been covered on the show and i couldn't uh-huh. help but sort of I didn't do like a deep analysis or anything like that, but like, like, wow, man, sitcoms have really changed a lot and not always for the better, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, it's such a weird format to, to think that like Americans have been watching these kind of shows for, you know, 60 ish years. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, just to see the, the weekly developments and how much, you know, from each decade, there was such a jump in how the shows kind of portrayed themselves and, the different themes, you know, how just the idea of the family has slowly gotten more and more unhinged, it seems, over time. And it kind of just goes really well with the flow of what's happening in the show, how she's slowly losing control over everything. So I thought it was a cool kind of like a metaphor for that, the way they've, you know, everything starts off peachy keen in the 50s, and then you kind of get to where we are now, we're just losing it. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, There's a ton of, of, of like metatextual stuff on, on the show. Yeah. In, in this episode in particular, the way it sort of uh, starts to examine itself uh, is, is really interesting to, to watch and to kind of chew on. Um, I, I watched the episode uh, once at midnight one, after, after Disney got over their, uh, their uh, hiccups with their servers. Um, yeah, I saw your tweet. <laughs> yeah, I was. It was like twelve fifteen. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> why? Why will it? Like, I couldn't log into Disney Plus. It wouldn't do anything. And then, like, my I got to work on my phone, but I was like, I don't want to watch my fucking phone. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, the proper response to the hiccup would have been Agatha all along, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we, will, we will definitely get to that. We will definitely get to that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, when, when we catch up with Wanda it, uh, again, like you said. Uh, it, it's an interesting episode with, with like sort of the, the the confessional aspect of it because of everything that's happened in the previous episodes and how everything's kind of breaking down around Wanda. So it was yeah. interesting to kind of see her the, her her lack of parenting skills, the uh, the the reference to a a, a, a stay at home quarantine kind of thing. Uh-huh. I mean, there, there yeah. was a lot to unpack with some of the things she was saying. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how how afterthought or just in the moment that was. You know, <laughs> I noticed that too. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, I was taking a big, big, big swallow of my pariah beer. Oh yeah, so good, <laughs> so good. Yeah, I, uh, the Wanda stuff. I, I again, I thought it was really strong. I think I thought it was interesting the way it opened with with uh-huh. Wanda in bed, and then we, we she, when she pulls the covers off and she sees she's still wearing the Halloween costume from last episode. 
<laughs> but again, we've done another another time jump into the show, so it, it was sort of um, again more of like that meta stuff going on. It just was like, it's like yeah. wow, you kind of like process that on a little bit of a different level. And as you know, again, those characters are seen exactly the same, but their entire setting around them has changed. Yeah, just again an interesting episode to to watch and to rewatch. I I didn't finish my story. I did rewatch it the next day, uh, to kind of like absorb more of it because there uh-huh. there's kind of a lot to chew on this, on this week's show. Even though I think a lot of people yeah. thought it was a slower episode, uh, but there there's really a lot to kind of get into. This episode had a lot of layers to it. There's a lot of complexity there. Yeah, for sure. And and we see that with a lot with all the characters, not just Wanda, but with what happens with. With Monica in in that situation where she's you know when she's powering through the barrier and and she's having all these different selves of her kind of come out and she's having like that that kind of moment of getting her powers, but of mm-hmm. of becoming powerful in her on in her in her core like making herself being kind of uh, I don't know I'm not using the right words here Raj help me out <laughs> <laughs> no I you know I was actually just about to like talk about that too because. I really liked how they did um, her getting her powers. They definitely kind of were leaving hints to it that, you know, her going back and forth through the veil was kind of rewriting her molecules and stuff. So it's like, okay, like I remember my wife and I were saying like, oh, so this has to be how she gets her powers, right? Yeah. But I'm like, I'm trying to think of how they were going to make the parallel from that and, you know, Captain Marvel um, origins that, you know, in the comics that she gets her powers, right? So I thought it was a really cool way of doing it. It felt really earned um, in terms of her character, you know? It was like the that, you know, heartless, just heroic nature that she mm-hmm. had to just be like, you know what? I need to go in there. I need to help these people. I don't care what it does to me. And then her first forcing her way through the wall and just, you know, yeah, fighting with her... Uh, I guess her past selves and her memories and everything, just those uh, reverse parallels. And then you hear the uh, sounds like the Captain Marvel from uh, the movie, right? Yeah. You, you hear Carol uh, talk, you hear Sam Jackson talk, you hear her mom talk and it, it kind of uh, empowers her in, in, a, in a way to, to not only do what she's supposed to do to get through that barrier, but you know, again, like like we said, like with her 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 DNA sort of being rewritten, she becomes empowered in another way, and and yeah. you know she comes through and she has like that 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 sort of um that electromagnetic vision that that sort of like photon vision. I'm assuming they're yeah. gonna make her photon before they can make her Captain Marvel. So let's just say she's photon and she can see like <laughs> all the weird like EM energy now that's that's in there. She has like the cool the cool kind of bluey. Bluish, uh, photony eyes. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but you get that wonderful confrontation uh, between her and Wanda, and you know about the, the grief and, and and making it part of your truth and then being true to yourself. That that whole thing is so good. And when Wanda's trying to throw her out and 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 she does like the amazing. What a great first superhero landing, by the way. Oh yeah, right. The three point perfect. Yeah, so good. And then like the hair flip. I mean, come on. Does it get better than that? Yeah. <laughs> She's a natural. She's a natural superhero. <laughs> so I, I kind of want to put a pin in it right now because we're about to get to like the the big moment with with uh, with Monica and Wanda and and Agnes. Uh, yes. So I want to pause right there and kind of go into the other side of the story, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is is Vision 
and and Darcy and and trying yeah. to get back to to the town, get back to Wanda. Uh, so we, we 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 get to see that carnival was on the outside of town now that used to be the Sword Agents. Uh-huh. What'd you think of that whole thing? Yeah, I thought it was pretty fun. I mean, just just the uh, just from the prior week's episode, the, the increased size of the hex and just overtaking all the Sword uh, base camp there was kind of cool. Just seeing everybody there, and then you know Darcy in her cool little uh, escape artist outfit. <laughs> so it was cool. You know, it was funny the uh, initial interaction between the two. Um, but then, you know, once Vision kind of opens her mind again, uh, we get kind of the crooks of the show, which is them him trying to get back home, you know, with her. So, yeah, I I, I like the uh, the sort of dynamic be- between the two. Uh, yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then obviously, you know, they're they're in like that. What was it like a like a like a, like a food truck, right? <laughs> like yeah, it was a food the, truck. Yeah, I think there was I think it was like a funnel cake truck or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> Uh, and I, I again, sort of like the the metal te- the meta textualness of this of, of this show, the scene where Darcy is trying to explain to Vision what happened to him, you know, in Infinity War and stuff like yeah. that. It was such a uh, it, it was a scene that rang so funny to me because I, I felt like it was like a conversation I would have with my wife where she's when she's because she. She doesn't watch these shows with me, but she'll yeah. ask me questions about them, and I have to try to explain something from like four movies. And, yeah, you know, you, you just kind of get this look that kind of like the look that Vision gives Darcy, where he's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> it is very true. Yeah, you know, where, where she's explaining how he died once, you know, but then he died again when Thanos turned back time. It's, you know, I I I, I sort of. Uh, had great appreciation for for Darcy having to explain things to a person who should know them already. Because if they just watched it with you, my wife, I'm talking to you, you'd know all the answers already. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. It was it was a cool interaction and it was very much just like, you know, the Avengers series for dummies kind of, you know, just the super quick uh, you know, clip notes versions of everything that's happened. Yes, exactly. It, it was it was pretty fun. Yeah. That's that's a good way to put it. I like that, Raj. <laughs> Let me ask you this though. So uh, they're on their way. They're, tr- they're trying to get back to Westview. And yeah. Apparently, Vision forgot he could fly. I guess because he's he's sitting in the in the funnel cake truck, driving there. Um, yeah. Wh- um, all the all the all the obstacles that that kind of come up in the way, like the construction crew that's fixing the stoplights, and then uh-huh. like the 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 kids crossing, all the stuff that's like kind of like impeding them getting back to yeah. to the town, uh, uh-huh. are. We're 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 pretty confident that was that was Agatha, right? I think so. I mean, there wasn't a lot of reason for it to be Wanda. You know, it's mm-hmm. like she wasn't like mad at him. You know, if anything, she was like probably pretty concerned, considering he was dying the night before. So, <laughs> you know, you would think she'd probably want him there, but I don't know. It, it was kind of a weird dynamic at the beginning. That, that was sort of like my only. Uh, uh, little hiccup with this episode was that well you know at the end of, of last week you know Wanda uh-huh. Wanda does this amazing thing where she expands the hex to uh, protect Vision and and to sort of save him basically yeah. from him from himself uh, but then after she does it she just kind of like leaves him out there now I yeah. don't know I don't know if that's because like that was maybe that was such a drain on her that she collapsed and she woke when when she wakes up in the bed that was the last thing she did before blacking out yeah but it it, it didn't it did seem random that she would just kind of leave him out there unless she had blacked out after expanding the hex. 
Yeah, that, that's kind of what I understood. I mean, that's kind of what it felt like just because she woke up in the outfit, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it kind of just leaves it for you to figure it out. But, yeah, that was one kind of a little hazy part that wasn't entirely clear at the end. Hazy, just like this pariah beer that I'm drinking right now. Oh. <laughs> Drink pariah. It's delicious. <laughs> um, we have our WandaVision style ads in the middle. <laughs> oh, don't, uh, don't even listen. I haven't even gotten to it yet. We got to talk about that commercial, but but oh, yeah. before we do that, yeah. So I, I I was curious if you thought it was uh, Agnes, aka Agatha, mm-hmm. trying to stop Vision from getting back to town because now she's kind of getting her machinations going. Uh, evil plot will be revealed shortly. Uh, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Apparently, a, a big part of it must have been getting Wanda to expand the hex and you know exerting her power more overtly. Um, I do you, Okay. So let's, let's, let's put, you know, the big reveal Agnes yeah. is Agatha Harkness, a character from the comics who has, um, a lot of history in, in Marvel and she's played a lot of different roles. She's yeah. Sometimes bad, sometimes good. She was uh, also famously the nanny for Franklin Richards at one point. So, I mean, she's a character who's been kind of been all over the place. Uh, yeah. but so she has a, a deep history with, with, with Marvel history. So that, that's exciting. Um, yeah. but, as as the song would int- would imply, uh, Agatha did it all, anyways. So, <laughs> so so what's going on here? What do you think's happening? Uh, what was up with that book that she has? Is that one of Doctor Strange's books that was like missing from the library? Uh, like like what's going on there? What do you, you got thoughts? Oh, you know it's tough because um, I'm not too familiar with her character, so I don't know a lot of I guess her potential backstory. I did do a little research after you know it was finally revealed that it was her because. I was worried that if it was her and I started doing research on it, that it would spoil something for me. So I kind of waited, waited until it was confirmed that it was her character to kind of do a little more research on it. But yeah, just seeing everyone that she's kind of involved with, you know, just, you know, the characters you were talking about and then even some like Mephisto, like we were talking about on the last episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of, it's interesting to see like the directions it could go. Um, you know, it's it's hard to say because I, I can't imagine what the goal of, of the Hex is at this point. Like, I can't really imagine why she's doing all this or what the what the end game is here. But, uh, you know, it's it's really up in the air for me. Like, I, I can't even really fathom. I feel like it's just going to blow my mind once I find out, like, oh, this was all done in order to do this, you know, or to expand her powers to universe changing levels or something yeah you know and and i've sort of i don't want to say i've come around necessarily on the on the mephisto idea because i still think um mephisto is too much of a of a i can do whatever i want card Um, but i think we we might have a better context for the role of mephisto if he is in the show with 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 agatha sort of being a uh a, a character who's trying to like open a doorway for mephisto to come out of Oh, that's like possible. She, yeah, yeah. she is potentially, maybe she is potentially a servant of Mephisto trying to bring him into this world or into this reality because, yeah. because Raj, let's talk <laughs> about that commercial, the Nexus, the, the, the medication that, oh, that yeah. we're talking about. The Nexus, Nexus is a big deal uh, for Wanda's character in the comic books. She is what a, 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 known as a, a, a Nexus being, uh, yeah. which is, the nexus in the Mar- in the Marvel universe is the nexus of all realities, okay, aka the multiverse. Yeah. So, per, you know, I, th- this can lead to all kinds of crazy speculation. I, you know, let me know what you think. 
But, you know, perhaps Agatha is attempting to use Wanda as a gateway for whatever purpose, whether it's to summon Mephisto or for some other reason that we're not aware of yet. Um, yeah. She does have a book that looks like it might be from Doctor Strange's library, which may be what brings him into the into the show at some point, because we know he's coming. Oh, is that confirmed that he's coming into the show? Uh, it's pretty much, yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's sort of like the big... Uh, it's uh, not confirmed, but let's. It, it's very strongly believed that Strange will show okay. up because we know that Wanda's going to be in, in Doctor Strange 2. So the theory is that the two things will merge at the end. They'll meet in the middle. Got it. Okay, I see. I mean, that would be amazing to see Benedict Cumberbatch on the TV again, but not as Sherlock. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, so I got really excited with the Nexus stuff because, again... It, it it sort of shows there's a lot of possibilities for 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 us to play with here, if they do decide to reveal that Wanda is a, is a Nexus being, and that she is sort of a a guardian of the Nexus sort of thing. Um, but what I got really excited about, and that was is, it's such a nerdy comic book thing that I'm going to share with you, Roger, and and yeah, listen, I, I know I'm going to get made fun of for this. It's okay though, <laughs> but in 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 the comic books in the Marvel universe, the uh-huh. the Guardian. Of the Nexus, the guardian of, of all realities, is uh-huh. is Man Thing. Oh wow! And <laughs> if I can see Man Thing on this show, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It might be like the, one of the happiest days of my life. <laughs> I I love the character of Man Thing. Uh, for anyone not familiar with the character, he sort of is like Marvel's version of Swamp Thing. Yeah, I mean, they look pretty analogous. Yeah, they look pretty much the same, except uh, Man-Thing has this, in this great power of of, uh, of uh, being able to set people on fire with like his with their minds or whatever. It's, yeah. <laughs> That's a good power to have. Yeah, I forget. I forget. The, I got to look it up. I can't remember the damn saying, but it's like, uh, you know, Man-Thing has a power to make men burn or something like that. <laughs> I like them already. It's a great catchphrase, and I'm, I'm, I'm totally blowing it. <laughs> but but in in one in one of the comic realities, Man Thing is is the guardian of the nexus of realities. And again, I would oh my god, I'd love to see that so much. That would be an interesting <laughs> inclusion for sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, again, the, the the word is is that there's supposed to be some kind of now the word being thrown around the 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 the, the, the comparison being thrown around is a bit strong for me. Where they're saying there will be a Luke Skywalker level cameo at the end of the show. Now, since most people know it's Cumberbatch is coming, I feel like that can't yeah. be it. There's got to be something else, right? Mm, Why not? I don't know. Like, I, I, if you didn't know he was coming, it definitely would be. Right. You know? Right. That's true. That's very true. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is him. Just uh, you know, because they haven't truly confirmed anything. But honestly, the thing about the Skywalker reveal, like you know, you were kind of mentioning or you know alluding to, is that people didn't know it was coming. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's like because of that, it was so huge, you know? Well, hey, I mean, and, and what's the one thing that no one's talking about but me? Seeing Man Thing <laughs> on the show. So that would be huge. <laughs> that would be Luke Skywalker level, at least for you. At least for me. At least for me. <laughs> so, Marvel, if you're listening, whip out your big, sexy Man Thing. We want to see him <laughs> on the screen. The power to make men burn, or at least Tom. <laughs> burn with sexual desire no i'm just kidding just kidding it's not like that with me and man thing i swear he's just a really cool character i love his big bulbous red eyes they're awesome nice (laughs) uh man what else was what else was in this episode roger what else happened 
<laughs> oh man, so so many things. But the uh, the Agatha th- song we should give a shout out to because it was amazing. <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel like nerd culture likes to hang on to songs for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like I think the last uh, big song we had was "Toss a Coin to Your Witcher." And the nerds <laughs> yes. lost their collective mind over it. Yes, that was uh, good. I've, I've been seeing nothing but memes of Agatha all along on Facebook, namely due to one of my close nerdy friends. She's awesome. But definitely, uh, I, I feel like it's along those vibes. So if there's anything that nerd culture loves to grab onto, it's a good nerdy song. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, that, I think that was, that was you know, on, on a show that's been pretty darn full of, of good, catchy songs for for its episodes. Uh, sure. That was by far my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I mean, that was that was some epic, epic stuff going on uh, with with that song, and and sort of like the way they 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 go back through the episodes and and show exactly what she was doing and how she was manipulating things. Uh, I sure. thought it was really really cool. Yeah, no, for sure, it was cool seeing how she like influenced each of the shows, and then the uh, with the with the uh, cherry on top of her like killing sparky on purpose <laughs> yes i mean come on how much how much i mean if that doesn't reveal you as the as the villain i mean you know come on <laughs> i mean yeah we were just talking about it once you kill puppies exactly. you're just the bad person. you're the bad person <laughs> which is why i still i still sort of think that that again if mephisto is going to feature into the show at some point uh yeah. it, it, it'll be more of of you know agatha trying to bring him forth and not you know he's behind Agatha, and and he's lurked in the shadows this entire time. Yeah, that that would be quite a uh, puppet controlling puppet kind of thing. You know? What? Let's, uh, this was the first episode also that featured a mid credits mid credit scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which is which was our our only glimpse of of Evan Peters in this episode, as yeah. as uh, as as uh, Monica is snooping around, and he shows up to say Snooper's gonna snoop before, before it fade to black. <laughs> Yeah. What uh, What do you think is going on with uh, Evan Peters Pietro? You know, that's hard to say. I there, there's got to be something because he's definitely. You know, he seems legit in a weird way. You know, like he seems like the only one that's in on the joke, and yet not affected by it. You know. So I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know where they're going with his character, but it's almost like his connection to Wanda does seem authentic. So it might be that he's, you know, like we were talking about the multiverse theory. If we're trying to get Wanda to be the Nexus, maybe she pulled him from the other multiverse somehow to, you know, do her bidding. But I don't know. It's it's really up in the air. Because that, that ending uh, mid credit scene didn't really do much to tell us anything new, just that he was there and he knew what was going on. You know, you know? It, no, exactly. I, I agree with you 100%. And I, I also kind of feel like they put it in this episode. This was the first episode because they wanted to make sure we were still paying attention during the credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true because none of the other episodes have had that, you know. No, and I, you know, another thing I, I just want to mention, we haven't talked about it before, but why are the the credits on WandaVision like seven minutes long? Like, what the hell? <laughs> I know it, it's kind of disappointing because you see like, Oh, it's, you know, a full half hour episode. It's like, eh, it's really only 22 at best. <laughs> yeah. And we, we should also mention too, how the internet lied to us uh, saying that, uh, you know, Oh, according to Kevin Feige, every, you know, the next three episodes are all an hour long. 
And that, you know, this was like 30 freaking minutes. And it's like, apparently, Bastards. apparently I can just say Kevin Feige said whatever I want and people will believe it. Yeah. Kevin Feige endorses our podcast. It's actually his favorite one. He's actually the only Patreon that matters. Like he's, I made up all the other names. They're all fake people uh, to, yeah. to hide the fact that Kevin Feige bankrolls this podcast. Yeah. It's actually a part of his script uh, to have these different people pretend to exist as patrons. So. <laughs> It's part of the Kevin Feige multiverse on the TomCast podcast. Yeah, he's 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 uh, paying the podcast to make sure we get the word out about Man Thing. <laughs> we're we're here to start the Man Thing rumors. Get ready. Yeah, Kevin Feige says Man Thing is in the next episode of One. <laughs> <laughs> man Thing, part of Phase Nine. <laughs> Laying the groundwork now. Here we go. <laughs> By the way, I I looked it up and I I, I have the 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 uh the man things man, man things a uh, tagline if you will so you ready yeah let's go after, what is after, after i've built it up it you know you, you better like it okay okay all okay. right whatever knows fear burns at the man things touch <laughs> so he's like chlamydia <laughs> oh, but he's like the best kind of chlamydia though <laughs> he's the chlamydia you want no <laughs> That's got to be his new tagline. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could take that burning thing any way you want. <laughs> you get some That's penicillin, awesome. you'll be fine. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I'm with you. I don't quite know what to make of of the of the Pietro situation. Is is it a character who just happens to be uh, in the guise of a Pietro, and maybe he picked the wrong one? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I, I do believe a- Agatha had a uh, a son. I want to say his name was Nicholas Scratch. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I think that was the name of her rabbit, wasn't it? Uh, Mr. Scratches or Mr. Scratchy? Oh, yeah. I didn't even make that connection. You're right. So so something possibly going on there with the, with the you know, maybe the rabbit and, and Quicksilver are one in the same. Uh, who knows? I, two episodes left to get into it, man, and like this show's oh, like wow. laying There's some serious left, track. Right? Yeah, but I mean, the, the show's laying some serious track. Uh, Agatha has been revealed now, so I suspect we're gonna get some answers soon as to like everyone's motivations for what's going on. I'm still waiting to see, uh, you know, what kind of triggered Wanda in the first place. I'm hoping we'll get that information soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm assuming it, she'll find out whatever she had found out whatever sword was up to with Vision's body being being this this sort of inciting moment um but obviously since agatha's behind it all she's probably the one who provided in, in that information to her in the first place would be my guess yeah it's quite possible so it'll be interesting to see what uh i guess what agatha has in store for vision or like what significance he has to her you know exactly exactly i, I think we're um to it uh we're to, we're, we're to the uh, a nexus of our own with this show <laughs> as as we get ready to get all the details, all the information that we've been waiting for over these episodes. And again, I think I would encourage people to watch this one, give it a second viewing because there there's a lot of layers to this episode. There's there's kind of a lot of things to, to kind of chew on it and to, and to kind of think about it in a different way than maybe the way it was first played on the screen. Like there's, there's a lot of fun yeah. subtext in, in this one. So I, I would encourage people to watch it a second time if you haven't already. Yeah. Because... Hey man, this show is really good. 
<laughs> yeah, it definitely uh, exceeded my expectations for sure. Yeah, I, I you know I wasn't sure what I was going to get out of the sh- out of the show. Uh, you know, the, the sitcom thing. I was actually kind of nervous about it. I know some people seem really excited, but I was yeah. nervous uh, that they no, might be going a, a weird direction. Um, mm. But it's it's really coalesced into this wonderful show, and I I can't wait to see where we go now. And and one of the best parts is is as strong as as Wanda and Vision are in the show themselves. Uh, the other characters have been so interesting as well. You know, Monica and Darcy and, and Jimmy. Darcy and Jimmy. You gotta, you gotta love some Jimmy Woo. Come on, man. Oh, love him. <laughs> I'm gonna learn that card trick. I'm gonna learn it. <laughs> Dude, I'm, te- I'm telling you, that card trick is significant to this show because it's all about the magician's trick, right? You know, like the, the look, you look at, look at the card while I'm doing something over here with my hand that you can't see. It's, it's, yeah, it, yeah. It'd be cool if uh, Jimmy's the one that picks up on it too, the, just because yeah, he's he's the one that's practiced for so long. A hundred percent. I still, I still, in my heart of hearts, believe that's what's going to happen. Is is that, that Jimmy Woo is going to put this all together because he knows the close up magic, and that's basically what <laughs> Agatha's doing. Yeah, I mean the the series, as we know, is all about magic, so uh, that would be cool. And think about it that they they did that in the first episode. So if they yeah. play that out and wrap it up that way, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. It's going to be so good. I'm I'm really excited. And you know, as as we do here on Popcast, uh yeah, we're going to keep keep talking about it every week. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, until yeah. until Falcon and Winter Soldier comes on, I got nothing else to talk about anyway. So, hey. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I don't think I have anything else to say about this one, Raj. How about you? No, I think we we kind of nailed the key points. There was a, a lot of really cool things on this episode. But, a lot of yeah. cool man things. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I don't know that. How to follow that one up? I no, I, yes. You you can't. I I dropped the mic with that one. It, it's over. That podcast was the end of the podcast. over. <laughs> Ridiculous podcast that we do here. Oh my goodness. Uh, Love it. Uh, well, I'm out of news. I'm out of stories. I'm out of talk. <laughs> yeah, we talked that man thing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> you, do you know what, listen i'm just gonna put it on the record now do you know what kind of victor dance i'm gonna do if man thing shows up in this show what's up <laughs> oh I, my victor dance is gonna be epic i will record it for the internet it will be a tiktok video that sweeps the nation <laughs> <laughs> i i will take such a victory lap on on man thing showing up that uh, uh that uh if you don't if you if you don't hit me already you will soon i <laughs> uh, can't wait to see it on the official page <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. I like I said, I got nothing. So unless you got something else you want to bring up, man. No, I think we're we're good to go. All right, where where can the people find you on the social media, Raj? I am at Jedi Raj on pretty much everything. Oh, pretty much everything. All the content too. So much. Yeah, all of it. All all the beers and comics and movies and other random weird stuff. Oh man, I know. We're gonna have to do an episode of like you know what we're looking forward to seeing because like like we're gonna start being really busy here soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. These next couple months are going to be pretty insane. You know, between the Marvel shows and then like all the amazing movies that are dropping on HBO Max. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we we might have to do like two shows a week, Raj. I don't know if we can handle that. <laughs> all the content all the time. Oh, my God. Oh, it's going to be people are going to be so sick of us. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> all right. Let's get out of here. Roger, I will talk to you soon. Thanks for hanging out today, bud. It was a good time. And uh, uh, yeah, I appreciate your insights into WandaVision. Thank you. Yeah, of course, dude. It was a great one as always, and uh, we'll catch you next time. All right, buddy. Later. Later. Uh, 
you, you tried to help me. Doubtful. I'm notoriously self-involved. No, no, no. Please, just hear me out. Right. I believe that you were part of a team monitoring a supernatural anomaly, and now, well, you're in it. Fine, I'll go out with you, but I'm ordering the lobster. Hey, all right, we're back. Thank you so much for listening to that conversation with the one, the only, Jedi Raj, a.k.a. Roger Smith, however you want to say it. Remember, he's at Roger Smith. He's at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram uh, for a good social media follow. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed the conversation today. I think we got into some pretty fun stuff. Had some, I think we had some pretty good uh, opinions on things. You know, that Mortal Kombat trailer was pretty interesting. Fun way to kick things off. A little bit different today. Uh, but yeah, always fun to kind of di dissect and, and get into the the nitty gritty with WandaVision. It's it's been a really really fun show. I'm really enjoying it on a lot of different levels, and I think it's going to be one of those shows that you know when it when it completes you know here in two weeks, uh, going back to watch the first episodes, you know going back to watch it through again, uh, we'll even have a, a better understanding of of what we're seeing and and the the complexities and the subtleties of of the show as as uh, you know we have that entire picture in front of us. Like once we know what the, what the picture is at the end. It'll be fun to go back and explore how that pi that picture is revealed to us, uh, you know, step by step, piece by piece, episode by episode. So it'll be a lot of fun, and I hope I I, I suspect everyone is enjoying it as much as I am. There's not a lot of criticisms, negative criticism about the show at this point. Um, you know, especially once we got we got uh, pulled back into a, a larger world view. You know, once once we spend some time outside of the hex, seeing what's going on, and 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 uh, you know. Uh, We'll we'll get into it some more down the road. Some of the, some of the fun fan theories and stuff like that. Like I don't want to talk too much about some of the some of the speculation on the internet just yet. Uh, because let's see let's see how the show ends up finishing. You know, I know we talked we we had some fun a little bit with the idea of uh, you know Reed Richards or or you know Doctor Doom or whatever. You know, being like the this amazing astrophysicist that's been hinted at in the show. Uh, but I'm glad they haven't done that. I'm glad they kind of you know. But like, no, it's just a normal character. Here you go. I, I kind of dug that more. Uh, not everything has to be a big reveal. Not everything has to be some connection, some piece to a larger view of the Marvel Marvel universe and other Marvel characters. We're gonna get there, and it's gonna be uh, fun and natural the way it happens. Like, remember, we talked about it today too. A lot of groundwork is being laid for future plans in Marvel right now. So, so pay attention to the, to the show and the things that are being talked about. You know, the line to an astro, the reference to an astrophysicist, that could pay off down the road. That could not, you know, maybe that doesn't pay off in this show. Who knows? We will get there one day. I promise. Kevin Feige is a man with a plan. All right. So I, I'm going to wrap it up now. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we couldn't do the show without the wonderful support that we've gotten from you, the listeners, and from the, the incredible members of Pophead Nation, like the. Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. He's the co-host of the Ringing Ear podcast. Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, including that evil circle that Agatha Harkness lives in. Ooh. Um, the, <laughs> the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard. The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. And our very own Joker Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company. Hey, I enjoyed your beers on the show tonight. Thanks so much for being awesome Patreons. Uh, and that is our show for this week. Again, once again, my name is Tom. This is Popcast, a.k.a. the TomCast Popcast, because I'm, I'm my name's Tom. And uh, I want to thank you all so much for listening. You have been wonderful, wonderful people. Remember, we are on all your favorite po uh, podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Pandora Music. How about that? Uh, and if you're on Apple Podcasts and you can give us a sweet five-star review, that is 
good stuff. If you want to become an official member of Pophead Nation, like those wonderful people that I just mentioned, head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, where you can sign up, select your tier, and become a member and possibly get access to amazing bonus content. All right, let's wrap it up. We'll be back next week uh, talking about another episode of WandaVision and whatever else happens in the world of pop culture between now and then. So thank you for listening. Ciao, babes. killed Sparky, too. <laughs> We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Yeah!